1: One backfield I thought was going to shift a lot further than, well, they didn't shift at all. David Montgomery led the Bears' backfield in this game. Not the trajectory I thought that was going in. Montgomery was on the field for 70% of snaps and proceeded to take 14 carries for 36 yards. And Khalil Herbert only had 7 carries. So kind of disappointed considering how good Herbert has looked lately.
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't want to, you know, it's easy to jump on the Justin Fields bandwagon. and be like, well, with Justin Fields playing so well, you know, how is anybody else going to produce? I think they'll be able to produce better than they did yesterday. Obviously, Justin Fields, we're thinking that's going to be an anomaly of a performance, but it looked really good. You know, regardless, Justin Fields is playing a lot better. I think the whole Bears backfield kind of gets a bump down because Justin Fields is playing so well. You know, now that now the passing game is come, It's not alive but it's much more efficient and much more passable where teams have to respect it at this point. And now they're getting to a slightly more balanced offense where it was very, very run heavy at the beginning of the season. And that's how Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert made their money, you know, and how they scored their points. They just got the touches and the volume and they were both good for 10, 15 points a week. At this point, if Justin Fields is going to be playing like this and he has, he's going to be as dynamic as he was yesterday, especially, you know, in a good matchup next week, I'm not sure how much either of these running backs are going to get used. Um, I think it could go either way. I think it's still a hot hand approach, but it wasn't necessary for them um, yesterday because they're in a negative game script for most of the game. They're playing from behind, I think, the whole time, but Justin Fields is keeping them in it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, David Montgomery is going to be the guy, right? Like when they're playing from behind, when he has to pass protect, that sort of thing, like he's going to be the guy in the field. So that makes sense. But you want to get. The you you want to get your guy as much touches as possible. The guy who's going to be able to create big plays for you—that's Khalil Herbert. Montgomery has been has had his fair share of big plays this year, but you got to get Herbert more involved. Um, You know, the Bears' offense—you know—they were Justin Fields was able to do his thing. He he single-handedly—you know—was the entire Bears' offense right this on Sunday. So that's great, but you know, seventy percent of snaps for David Montgomery. A little higher than I thought it would be. Personally, would it be um,
2: a, would it be a disservice to Dave Montgomery to kind of compare the situation to Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, or maybe you know maybe drag down on uh, you know maybe we're dragging I, down on Tony I, Pollard I,
1: a little bit, but I, go ahead. I don't I don't think so. I I think David Montgomery is a good running back. Yeah, I do. I I don't think that this is a situation where I think David Montgomery is a bad running back. He sucks. Blah blah blah. You know, like if I'm talking about Zeke and Pollard, I think there is a clear. Clear situation there where Tony Pollard is a better running back right now. When it comes to Montgomery and and um, Khalil Herbert, I'm sorry. When it comes to these two guys, I, I feel like the talent is a lot closer, but I don't think it's like a 70 30 type of thing, right? It's, it should yeah. be either 50 50, or I do think that the guy who has been creating more bigger plays for you, like Khalil Herbert, should get a little bit more touches, right? I just, that's mm. kind of how I feel. And like you leave David Montgomery in there, pat for pass, protecting and get his touches too. Uh, but I I don't, I just think that Clear Herbert should get more touches here. But I do think David Montgomery is a good running back. It just so happens that they have a running back who has been more explosive than him this year. Yeah. Um, if Montgomery was head of three down role, like he'll be very effective. Like we saw that in the past, like he's had Mm -hmm. big games in the past, you know. So I'm not putting him on the Najee Harris, you know, Zeke Elliott, you know, that sort of train at all. Like I think he's much, he's he's a better player than those guys right now. Right. That's true. Uh, Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool made his debut this week. Darnell Mooney, you know, he ended up producing on more opportunities in this game due to the fact that the Bears dropped back a ton more than usual. And I think that's what we should expect with them, acquiring Claypool. We talked about that, right? Like Claypool, he only ran around 41% of dropbacks, but he was targeted on 38% of his routes. And that makes him very interesting moving forward. A lot more interesting than I thought he would be in this offense. And you consider how Justin Fields looked yesterday, right? Yeah. Three passing touchdowns, 15 carries for 178 yards, and another touchdown on the ground. Justin feels balling out, man. Like it's mm-hmm. great to see. And now he is a high end fantasy quarterback. Just like that.
2: I, I think that's what he is at this point. You know, and we talked about him having that upside, that kind of upside. And um, you know, it didn't look good the first few weeks, but suddenly the offense, and I've just seen the shift in the play calling and the decision making, both. Everything it's a perfect storm. It came together, and Justin Fields looks like what we wanted to be. He looks like he's back at Ohio State, but with like more rushing upside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. um Obviously, uh, not throwing it as much, but you know the way that he's running. I saw a stat. I think PFF posted it. It was eight runs of ten plus yards yesterday, which was the most in a game I think in the PFF era. They said, which is just ridiculous. Was it was was it by a quarterback? It might have been. I'm not sure. It, we'll see. But regardless it was just ridiculous every time he took off with the ball running it was a huge gain and then that 61 yard touchdown even if you take away that 61 yard touchdown you know you could say oh well that that's an anomaly that's not going to happen every week so you take away those 12 points he's still a 30 point performance i think that's still the qb1 this week right like it's just ridiculous yes. what justin fields is able to do but
1: now now if you if you look at the numbers since week 5 justin fields is the overall qb1 since week 5 yeah. that's the, that accounts for 6 weeks the last 6 weeks so uh justin he's at a he's in a situation where like if you put him on your bench now you have a lot of leverage because in a one quarterback league whoever your the quarterback was Joe Burrow um i don't know like
2: justin Smith, Herbert
1: Justin Herbert trade those guys away now mhm you have Trade, don't 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 hold two quarterbacks. This is your opportunity before your fantasy trade deadline to trade one of your other quarterbacks away—the one you've been starting all year, Dak Prescott. All these guys, trade them away. Get a running back or wide receiver back, or create some sort of package to do that, yeah. and just ride your Justin Fields. Season. That, that's, yeah. that's 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 the move. All
2: right. Yeah. I got I got a question. Would you? Yeah. Would you rather start Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? Is that would you lump Kyler Murray in with those guys like you know Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott?
1: Uh yeah, I, I think I would. Like if I'm like for example, if I have Justin Fields and Kyler Murray right now, I'm fine trading away Kyler Murray to keep Justin Fields as my QB one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy, guys I would not do that for right now is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. I, I think that's fair. I mean, at am this I, point, am I, am I missing somebody like like we did last? Or <laughs> <What are> those? <laughs> yeah. oh, and La- okay, how about Lamar? Okay. Let's talk about Lamar for a second. Yeah. Okay. Lam- Lamar, we're going to see tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar's not going to have his weapons. He's not going to have Bateman. He's not going to have Andrews. He'll have Likely, so that's good. Right? Yeah. That kind of, a little bit, it makes up for like 80% of Mark Andrews, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that might be a little bit too much. Likely doesn't have a, a huge sample size. So like, maybe I should calm down a little bit. Yeah, but they um, have rapport.
2: Uh, you can give them that. They have rapport. They have rapport.
1: Now, if you have Lamar, name value, Obviously, he can he can have his own forty point game, right? Yeah. At times, are you okay trading Lamar away to get a package and just Justin Fields all year? Me personally, I don't I don't know if I would do that to Lamar. You know, we we, we really, saw... you know, I was expecting you as the you know Justin Fields truther on this podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh huh. No, know? I love Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong,
2: but Lamar Jackson you know we saw him have his own 40 point game already two two games 39 it was a 39 point game and a 40 point game you know we saw him do his thing he still can do it he had a couple quiet weeks but last week he came back he looked better in that second half that they played against the buccaneers and they've been off the field a while it's easy to get caught up in this recency bias but i I think that lamar jackson is going to be just fine the upside i think is still i don't it's equal We've seen, I don't want to say that Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, but in terms of fantasy production, their ceilings are very similar at this point because Justin Fields now, you know, they're unleashing him in the run game. I think they're equal. You can just take your pick between them. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do his thing just like he's always been able to, as long as he's healthy. He hasn't been banged up this year at all, which is good. So you can take your pick. If you had to pick between them, I'm not sure who would take. I'm sticking with Lamar at this point, and maybe that's just me being conservative, but I think Justin Fields is already at this point, you know, he's going to end up being a top five quarterback moving forward. Unless anything happens. I'm trading away. One of them. Oh I don't yeah. I w- yeah. It's not a question of would you, who would you trade, but now you have to decide who would you, who would you rather also, have? Also who
1: has more value Yeah, right now. And I would say that Lamar probably has more value. Yes. Right. Like if I'm trading away these two quarterbacks, who can I get more for? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And if I could get, if I can get a good piece for Lamar Jackson, I might think about doing that and just continue to start Justin Fields because it's not like you're giving Lamar away for free. You're getting something back. Mm -hmm. And Lamar is a high end quarterback, QB1, who who might not have an amazing rest of the season.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because mm
1: -hmm. of the fact that he's missing some weapons and he doesn't have much of a run game. And, you know, how much can he put on his shoulders? We're going to see tonight. You know, we're going to see tonight. You know, we'll see. We'll talk about this tomorrow morning where we meet at 9 a.m. Eastern time to do to, to Tuesday's podcast, the Wave Wire podcast live. Mm-hmm. But, what, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see tonight how he fares. He's going up against New Orleans, you know, not the best defense in the world, but they're a decent defense. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it works out. But I think I'm okay with it. I know in the comments, Manuel Reyes is asking, would I trade away Tua in this situation? I would. You know, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't fall in that upper echelon, but I would. I'll trade away Tua and, you know, get some pieces back. You know, I think Tua is a, a quarterback that you can trade away to get some pieces back, and I'll, I'm fine starting Justin Fields the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, and it's at this point, it's like time to take a look at your roster because chances are your trade deadline's coming up. You have to yeah. decide, you know, if you want to make that final push, if suddenly Justin Fields has come on for you and he's looked like the way he has, you know, I think that, and you, you said it already, but, like, it is time to actually consider maybe whatever quarterback you have, especially if you ended up having – like a Lamar Jackson or any of those. Um, I don't want to say the other guys like Josh Allen and them, but those borderline <laughs> all quarterbacks, all, all,
1: all those guys are the other guys. Now is it Justin Fields or Bust? <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no, Justin, it's just so awesome because like, this is what I wanted for Justin Fields. And it didn't, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it that honest, you know, the way the offense came out started, it looked like they weren't going to have the weapons. And then just suddenly he, over these past few weeks, he's just, you know, flipped the switch and looked much better. But you know, Lamar Jackson, like you said, I think that's the cutoff. That's like the border where you can decide between the two. I think I think that's kind of the top. The top yep. five has been kind of set in stone, you know, for the foreseeable future at this point, if Justin Fields can going to be playing this way, you know, in terms of rankings at
1: least. 100%, man. All right, let's move on. We could talk about Justin Fields all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, but let's move <laughs> on to another Justin, Justin Jackson. And why am I talking about Justin Jackson? Because he ended up getting more carries than DeAndre Swift this week. In their mm-hmm. game against the Packers, Swift had had five touches in this game, played like ten snaps. All right, not sure when this is going to be going up. You know, have to be honest with you, he hardly played in the second half, and this sucks, man. It's just a handful of oh, snaps yeah. for him. Hopefully, we got some reports around him improving this week. But for now, this is not the type of opportunity for a starting running back, fantasy running back. So, no, I cannot start him next week unless something crazy happens. Can he get the opportune touchdown? Sure, that's all he's going to get. Um Jamal Williams ended up with 24 carries, but no touchdowns, right? It was either zero yeah. or two. He got zero. Next week he might get two. He will, he won't get one. That's yeah. not happening. He's either mm. zero or two. Uh, there's no way you can start DeAndre Swift right now. I understand like we wanted to buy, buy low on him, right? Yeah. And I wanted to as well. But like at this point. He said it himself this past week, also, and I'm not sure if we talked about it or not, but he said he's not sure. He himself said he's not sure if he's going to be 100%, 100% the rest of the year. I'm fine with him at 90. I'm cool yeah. with him at 75. Yeah. But as of right now, 10, 10 snaps total, that's no. not what you want to see. No.
2: And with the Swift, unless we see reports on Wednesday that he's a full participant at practice, I don't think he's going to get much better you know, in terms of fantasy production for the rest of the season until that happens. Like until he gets, even if it's a full practice. Okay. As soon as we start hearing about full practices, then I'm like, okay, then I'll warm up the idea again of putting him in a lineup. But at this point, you know, he's not, he's not even the RB. He wasn't even the RB two yesterday. And that's not any fault of Deandre Swift's. You know, we know that the talent is there. He's just banged up. And it's unfortunate. That's the way it ends up being, but I've been holding on to him in my lineup a little bit, just hoping that he kind of overcomes those reports and it's not happening. And, you know, he came out, like you said, and said that he's not 100%. He's not sure how he's going to be down the stretch. You have to go find somebody else. I mean, unless DeAndre Swift is the only other running back on your roster, you know, there's no reason to be starting him. The one thing that almost saved your day, if you watched, he was this close again. It looked like the exact same route that he ran the week before and scored that touchdown to save the day. He was this close to that again this week. But he didn't. He looked it.
1: really good on that play too. He looked healthy to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, he looked fine. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's any. it was a foul nice play.
1: catch too. Like, that was a nice. Yeah. Ca- yeah. Was nice catch catch him.
2: Yeah. It was like yeah. a, like a. It was like right yeah, yeah. behind
1: him, and then he he like reached back and got it like a like a right. wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He no, good. he looked really good. I don't think there's any foul players It's like oh,
1: Dan Campbell has him
2: in the doghouse or anything like that. I think they are just kind of you know keeping his snaps down so he can kind of get better, but they don't want to have him off the field completely. I don't know if they. are if you're going to use him for 10 snaps, just keep him off the field. You know, they didn't win because the DeAndre's because of DeAndre Swift yesterday. Exactly. And at this point, you know, if that's going to be the case, just let him heal up. You know, don't have him suit up and go get hit on those snaps. You know, just let him get healthy. At this point, you know, you're cutting your losses with DeAndre Swift and hoping for the best because he's missed how many weeks? He's come back. He hasn't looked very good these past two weeks. Just let him get healthy and then let him come back full health. But yeah, you can't start him next week um, with the way things are going.
1: And you know if you're worried if you if you're wondering what happened to Amara St. Brown, he's still got like a forty percent target share in this game. Yeah. He just that the Lions, surprisingly, for once. Of course, because they picked off Aaron Rodgers three times, that never happens. Yeah. You know, Amara Amar St. Brown still got forty percent target share, but they didn't need to pass the ball. Jamal Williams just was carrying the ball the entire game. That mm-hmm. was their entire. That's all they needed to do because Aaron Rodgers couldn't do anything in this game. Yeah.
0: Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com/sale. That's hello com slash n d.com/sale and book your free consult today.
1: It's what's up, Aaron Rogers, dude? Like yeah, what's, up? That's what what's I was going on say. with him, dude? It's rock what is up with him. Like what? He looks so frustrated on the field. Like he was like, <laughs> he was about to have a mental breakdown. Yes, yeah. on that field, dude.
2: It's not even that he's frustrated after you know, two and a half, three and a half quarters of play, and you're down. On the like the first quarter, he's missing passes. He's like throwing his arms around. He's getting all upset. It's like just looks like so out of. It. He doesn't even want to be on the field. It looks like he's just there at this point. And then, I don't know, you see the memes every week of him on the sideline on the phone, just like, Devontae, you got to get your ass back here. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like They have all those memes coming out. I don't know what's going on. They, he just hit rock bottom. Like They said that he hadn't thrown multiple picks to like a divisional opponent or something like that, some weird yeah. stat like that. They didn't throw many picks at all to divisional opponents. He was 40-1. and one. I think that's what it was. He was 40-1 right. and one touchdown interception ratio against in, divisional in, in opponents. In the red
1: zone. In the red zone. Yeah,
2: in the red zone. And then he threw three red zone interceptions yesterday. Yes. It's just like. That's the other thing that adds insult to injury right there for Aaron Rodgers. But my worry is, you know, he just hit rock bottom. That he's going to turn around and figure it out against my Cowboys, but we'll see. I'm not worried about that. Just
1: I yet. doubt that. Yeah. I, just, I doubt Especially that. with especially, the injuries piling exactly. up. Yeah. You're just I was gonna just going to bring that up. I beat you Robio it, dubs. Romeo dubs. Like, you know, he's, he, he has a high ankle sprain. That was, I think that was just confirmed. Yeah. Four I to six that. weeks. He'll be out at the very least. Uh, Christian Watson, the fantasy gods do not want Christian Watson on the field, dude. No. it's crazy, man. like the dude had a hamstring injury to start start the year. he came in looked good, dropped a pass. <laughs> remember that touchdown that he dropped yeah. I think it was what was that week two or three or whatever it was week two I think it was. and uh you know that's it you know he was in the doghouse for a little bit came back last week he came back he started the game over Romeo dubs. he caught a pass looked good, right like very start of the game got a concussion. Now, he passes the concussion protocol this week, comes back, catches two balls early in this game. And Romeo Dubs was, you know, he already got hurt on his first catch of the game. Christian Watson comes in, catches two balls, concussion. Another Mm -hmm. one. Early in the game. I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me right now. So the Duke cannot catch a break. Um, You know, all this means to me is that Alan Lazard moving forward, you know, is the clear guy at this point. With Romeo Dubs especially out, I would say this. I think Christian Watson – you know, assuming he's not out for like a couple of weeks with that concussion, you know, I would say that he might have some fantasy va- value in the stretch in the stretch run of the yeah. season, um, just because of the fact that every time they put him in the lineup, just for those couple plays, like he's being targeted, and I yeah. feel like they want to have him in the lineup. Their OC has even talked about him as being a guy like they want him to play because they have so much plan for him, but he just can't seem to stay on the field. Yeah. Uh, You know, hopefully he'll be right. All right. It does suck that he had two concussions two weeks in a row. Like, that's not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully he's all right. Hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, But we'll see what happens when when he comes back. And then on top of that, Aaron Jones, he has an ankle injury too. And, you know, he was seen in a walking boot after the game. Apparently the x rays came back fine and he could play this week. But just remember, Chuba Hubbard was also supposed to play, right? He missed two weeks. Okay. So keep that in mind. If you have A.J. Dillon, you know, and Aaron Jones misses, most likely you got to play AJ Dillon. Yeah. What As, w- any any overall thoughts on these wide receivers or running backs?
2: So, with AJ Dillon, I would say if Aaron Jones doesn't play, you fire him up. And you, I know I saw in your notes, you said maybe he's an RB1 play. Next week, I'd say he's an RB1 play. And obviously, Dallas's defense is good, but their run defense has been atrocious. They gave yeah. up 200 yards to the Bears. So, right. I, I'd say you could fire up AJ Dillon really nicely next week. If they're going to lean on anybody with Aaron Rodgers playing like he's playing, It's going to be A.J. Dillon, especially if Aaron Jones is out. And then also, just a comment on the Packers receivers. You want to talk about magnifying a loss as big as Devontae Adams? Have all these injuries pile up, you know, all at once, you know, and then see Aaron Rodgers get frustrated. It's not all on Aaron Rodgers. He's dealing with like really bad circumstances and he's had Devontae Adams, you know, for most of his heyday years. Um, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't, that he looks good and it's not on him, but, you know, it's just a really, bad series of unfortunate events all culminating at once it's, it, it's just not good you know
1: let's move on yeah it sucks mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, yo zach our boy our boy baker mayfield is back <laughs> Woo! Uh, after pj walker <laughs> looked lost for an entire half uh baker came in looked better than he's ever looked uh <laughs> of course right like yeah. whenever he has to play for his job of course he's gonna look a little bit better but all of this led to DJ Moore, you know, back to his early season woes, right? Unfortunately, yeah. but Terrence Marshall talked about him a couple times l- last week, you know, getting that full time role now, you know, leading to some good games for him. He caught his first career touchdown from Baker, and next week the Panthers go up against the Falcons, yeah. so this could be a little bait, right? If Baker Mayfield's a starter next week, right? This could be a little little, little bait here. Because it's like, oh, going up against the Falcons. Oh, they must be great. So you start DJ Moore. You saw Terrace Marshall and the Baker looks like shit. And then you're like, oh, what did I do? So yeah. hopefully PJ Walker's a starter next week. That's what I'm hoping for personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that both these guys can do their thing. PJ Walker was lost th- this week. That might not be the case against the Falcons. Um, yeah. but you know, Terrace Marshall though, you know, I actually had to start Terrace Marshall in a league yesterday in our league that we had together. Still yeah. lost because my team sucks. Uh, they sucked this path. This they sucked on Sunday. I was on a five what? game win streak. Yeah, I was gonna say, game. how
2: do you go yeah. on a five game win streak and then turn around and say because well, my team you know, sucks, I lost? It's like
1: five we weeks. Well, dude, I didn't have know. I didn't have Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor was out. Was out. Keenan Allen's n- been screwing you all season. Ke- oh my God, Keenan <laughs> Allen. Let's go through it. Let's go through all of it. You know, I had Hollywood Brown. Of course, he had to get hurt as well. Yeah. Uh, I also made some questionable trades that I'm second guessing now. But anyway, uh, it's, yeah. it's you not have Travis Etienne.
2: You have Travis Etienne, you're fine. That's Don't true. worry about it. It's true. Um, um, but, now, um, now,
1: now we know my whole, what my whole roster looks like. Yeah. With, um, um, with, with Baker
2: Mayfield, though. You yeah. Know, he did come in and look good, but it just kind of reminded me of PJ Walker coming in for Baker Mayfield <laughs> against the <laughs> Niners. You know? They yeah. do nothing. And then, you know, the quarterback, the relief quarterback comes in and just looks like good. You know, it's like, why wasn't this guy starting the whole game? And then, you know, they're reminded a couple weeks later after they take the job and it's like, okay, yeah, we, our quarterback room isn't good. I mean, there's hope with PJ Walker. You know, I think he should be starting, like you said, next week.
1: Um, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield should be starting. I have one week. question, though. Yeah. Where's Sam Darnold?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> they, they don't want to even entertain that. You know, they don't have enough room on their conscience. Is Sam Darnold
1: healthy? Can we bring him in, please? Let's yeah, I, Sam Darnold.
2: I, I don't know. I think this, I, I'm not sure how different this would be. It sucks that we didn't get to see Matt Corral, but, I you know. know. I'm not sure how much different it would be, but he was kind of exciting. I was hoping maybe we'd see him with the way that the Panthers QB room was looking. coming I out would of the season. hope
1: so. I hope so. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of Matt Corral, so I'm hoping that he gets some opportunity at some point. Right. Uh, I would say this, though. I would say Terrace Marshall is in line to be a flex play next week against the Falcons, uh, and he's a waiver wire pickup. He's available in a ton, like, basically every league. Yeah. I was just crazy enough to pick him up. Let you, I'm, I was a big fan of him coming out of school and he was a second-round pick last year. His metrics are off the charts. Have you guys – I mean, you saw if you guys saw the touchdown that he scored, you're like, wait, who is that tight end? Mm. No. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> he is a yeah. big dude, and he runs a 4 three forty. Yeah. All right? So, like, you know, let's pay attention to this guy.
2: Okay. And he's got a baller name, Terrace Marshall.
1: Terrace That's Marshall? That sounds like a Hall of Fame name. Yeah. Okay.
2: Did you see um, the sleeper banner that just came up? No. About what happened? Colts head coach? No, what happened? Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach.
1: Wow. That one's a that little out of left interesting field.
2: Interesting right there. I <laughs> love it. I that, love that, it. I wasn't expecting that one. They're pulling That's them out of the booth. One. Is that what
1: they're doing? Hey, man, Matt Saturday, maybe he can fix some offensive line wolves. Maybe he maybe. can do something there. He, like, he was their center for a long time. So that would be a very interesting I love it. I love it. Yeah, As someone right. who just who just talked about Jonathan Taylor, like I, I I like this. I like this a lot. I think that's an um, easy
2: light of fire under the ass hiring. You know what I'm saying? I would say so. Because he's got so. he's got
1: he's got roots there in Indianapolis. Exactly. He's fine. Yeah, he's got it. Good stuff. I like it. All right. Um. Yeah. Last thing, Terrence Marshall. Uh, you know, and both these guys, DJ e. Moore and Terrence Marshall, they have a very good schedule the rest of the way. So you know, hoping they could do something, and whatever quarterback is there, can can you know make them somewhat fantasy reliable over the, over the last you know several weeks of the season. Yeah. I do want to ask though. Did you guys sell Deontay Foreman though? <laughs> did you guys sell him? Or were you guys hoping that the fantasy gods will continue this unsustainable production? Like I was just, I'm just curious. Uh <laughs> all right, that's enough, that's enough. I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry. That that one might have hurt a little bit. Uh yeah. but this was a tough <laughs> matchup, okay? And you know, he, he couldn't come through for you but you know Foreman also wasn't an every down back. He was taken off the field in passing situation. Chuba Hubbard is an underrated waiver wire pick up this week. You know, since he'll likely be the guy on the field in passing downs, okay? This team is going to be losing a lot and when mm-hmm. they're down, Chuba Hubbard is going to be the one on the field, not Deontay Foreman, okay? So keep that in mind. I'm not saying that Chuba Hubbard is going to be more fantasy relevant than Deontay Foreman. I think Deontay Foreman is still going to be doing his thing, getting the first crack at the job. and uh, I'm sorry, getting the first crack on early downs, being the goal line guy, that sort of thing. But how often is that going to happen? Uh, right. I'm not saying that you need to completely get rid of Deontay Foreman at this point, but just keep in mind that Chuba Hubbard is going to be involved when he's back. I would assume he'll be back uh, in week 10, this yeah. week coming up. So, So pick him up if he's available on waivers. I know a lot of people dropped him.
2: Yeah, but don't have your expectations too high because just remember what this offense was. You know, we saw the new head coach, you know, we said it, it boosted the offense a little bit, but now they come back down to earth. This is what I think is going to – not maybe not as bad as it was against the Bengals because Bengals' defense is actually pretty good. Um, it might not they look were that missing,
1: bad. They, they were missing two of their top corners, though.
2: That's you know, true. And
1: it's like, you know, maybe we should have taken advantage of that a little bit more. Uh, Baker Mayfield did, you know, yeah. when he came in. Yeah, uh, but at, at it,
2: that uh, point, like, they're – they don't care how many touchdowns you score as long as it's not six. You know, what I'm it it
1: sucks because DJ Moore like he had a good matchup this week. You know, with the, yeah. with those two top corners out and they couldn't take advantage. Even even Baker Mayfield couldn't take advantage of it. You know, mm-hmm.
2: because it's it's going to be a bad offense, and now you're going to have competition between like we said, um, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. So yeah. if you can get past, if you can stomach the fact that you're going to be taking a quarter, uh, not a quarterback, a running back that's going to be competing with another equally talented running back, I think. That's kind of where I have them, right? They're very similar, I think, yeah. in terms of their talent. Um, if you can stomach that, then you have to get past the fact that they're on a bad offense. So it's like my expectations are very low. You know, yeah. you might have yourself a, a flex starter, you know, a, a couple of weeks the rest of the way, but I, I'm not going to be relying on these guys in any capacity.
1: Yeah. Exactly, um, which is why it would have been nice to have sold Deontay Foreman. Yeah, before this game.